I, after 20 minutes of working with technology of Comcast, let's do all right, this. All right, all right, Welcome back uh, to Two Black Nerds. This is episode three. Currently speaking is Irere Romeo Kuhangana. And on the other end is... Ihai Ekachuku. You know, so... Yeah, so let's uh, let's catch up the readers on uh, on our past week. How, uh, how what did you do All this, right. past, this, this past You said week? readers, son. This is a podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not a Guys, blog. I'm sorry. See, I'm acting as if this is a blog. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, but anyways, uh, nah. So I actually went and saw Dave Chappelle over at uh the Moody Theater in Austin. He still got it. Still got the humor. You don't lose it. <laughs> Man, he had me in tears. So I got a pretty good ab workout just from laughing my like my uh tail off there. Sort of had me crying. Like I like had tears streaming down my face the entire time just because he had me laughing so hard. But and then also, uh, what did I do on Saturday? Uh, bought a PS4. Got my new sound system set up. Got my new headphones. Dude, I'm just going to say, I mean, luckily you have time to play PS4, man. I don't think I can, I can do yeah. that. I don't think I can do I mean, that. And uh, me and, you will eventually. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, the only game that I play on, uh, on PlayStation is uh, FIFA, and I'm just moderately okay at it. Yeah. I was crushing kids so, in the dorm in FIFA, man. Crushing kids in the dorms on FIFA? Man, get me on the sticks, and I was just murdering it. <laughs> Why you do that, though? I don't know. Why you do that? I think we played once, and it was on Xbox, and I didn't know the controllers on Xbox. I think it was, like, the second I, time I played on Xbox yeah, ever. I think I was sophomore year in the quad, mm. the big uh, quad in Stanford, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's about right. Yep. Yeah, not about the Xbox. Right? Sorry, Xbox lovers. Yeah, no, but like you also have to pay like a monthly fee for like online access and all that jazz. So I'm just like, I'm not about that life. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, me on my end, it was pretty. It was a pretty tame weekend actually. Uh, went home for Easter break. Uh, got to see the fam a little bit. And got to see a college friend and whatnot uh, who's currently working day in Ohio. Nice. So that was really good. And uh, Friday night was a usual hangout with the boys, passing around jokes and just uh, sharing some good, some oh, good old uh, Belgian. That blues. reminded me. I was I went to an African traditional uh, tradi- uh, traditional Nigerian wedding Friday night. Got me some jollof rice. Oh, yeah? yeah, my uh, so my oh. my cousin's husband's brother's daughter was getting <laughs> in austin and so my uh cousin yeah. called me and she was like you should come and that was fun i got to see my like my little cousins one of them uh chitamas four and kelechi's two yeah. so i got to uh hang out with them babysit them um also got to meet my um my other cousin um that the cousin's little sister she got married back in december and oh, nice. yeah, but I had finals, so I can go to the wedding. But I got to meet her husband as well. He's a really cool guy. Works uh, in the oil industry, so he's in Houston making that oil money. <laughs> you know, getting that A-Rab no. money. Yeah, but <laughs> I know, he's... right? He's not. He's not. 
At least he's actually working in the oil industry, yeah. not just sending emails. Mm-hmm. But, he, but nah, he's really cool. I'm glad that he's like in the family now because he's like he he can tell like people in our family like they all just fit in just well because we all have similar personality types. To it, nice. yeah. But yeah, Romeo, uh, how about you introduce the topic du jour? Jour? I don't know. How you... Topic du jour. Du <laughs> I don't jour. speak French. <laughs> Man, you need, you, need, you need to get your language game up, son. I know. Francais is the language of uh, l'amour. Don't you know that? <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with English. <laughs> Some of us can't be trilingual. Anyway. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes you got to try, G. Sometimes yeah. you got to try. So, topic du jour. Um, today, we thought we'd do favorites. Uh, favorite website, book, blogs, movies, and stuff, depending on uh, where our mind goes and whatnot. But we figured who would share with our listeners uh, the things we look at on a daily basis and whatnot. So I guess, E, we should probably start with uh, websites. All right, yeah. Because, like, half our day is spent on computers. <laughs> so half. half our day is spent on... Well, not half. Double, like, yeah. eight hours of the day. <laughs> and more. Spent on you know, computers. once I get home, I just get on my computer again. But True. Start with websites, you know. In true programmer fashion, like, on the daily, I go to Hacker News every single day. Hacker news, designer news. Sometimes I spend a lot of time on there, Dude. but most of the time I don't. Okay, E, like, can you please, what is the deal with Hacker News? I, I'm not, I'm typically not on, like, I don't go there a lot. Or if at all, actually. You know, it's just. I mean, I have been there once or twice. I mean, Hacker but... News is, like, cool. It's just a lot of, like, it's an easy, like, website just to see, like, various technical topics. Like, a lot of times you see people saying things like, why you should use Technology X or why you should not use Technology X. Or if it's a lot about startup news as well, like acquisitions, uh, basic like talk from like entrepreneurs or like people in the startup community, because like run by like okay. Y Combinator, or whatever. So yeah. Okay, so essentially like latest news from Y Combinator and people just arguing. Not about... yeah, I guess I don't really like the community all that much. I mean, they're cool. Like I've seen a lot of very insightful discussions, but when it comes to certain like topics, yeah. you know, there's a lot of like. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, dang, now I gotta Google it. Missing purpose. No, 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 no. Kind of. Uh, is it cognitive dissonance I'm looking for? Yeah, I forgot. Anyways, when yeah. it comes to things like talking about diversity in the tech industry, um, it's very like I see a, like a lot of ignorant opinions when it comes to there. Then again, it's mostly when it comes to racial diversity, right? Because like one thing that really is going on in the valley right now, or even in the tech industry in yeah. general, everybody's tossed around the diversity word, but they're only encompassing diversity to diversity of like you know sexual organs. They only t- like think like, oh, we need more women in the tech industry. Yeah. We need more so, diversity, yeah, but they're not looking at like intersectionality. You know, like Google's like one or two percent black engineers in comparison to i think 10 percent or so higher women so it's kind of interesting like that but then there's a lot of ignorant opinions about race but that's to be expected but yeah hacker news is like my go-to website on the daily i'm not doing reddit as much anymore because i don't know if i go to reddit it's either like a programming subreddit or android or something else but for the most part I'm just on like Hacker News, Twitter every okay, now and then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so at some right. point, just just to bring it just to bring it back a little bit. At some point, we're gonna talk about like diversity in tech and our thoughts on it. But like, I, I don't want to switch the conversation to that. 
Yo. We're back. Yeah. So I think I was saying last time we cut off, I was saying that um, just to bring the topic back around, we probably will talk about diversity in tech on another day. It's just that I, I don't want to. Like if we if we, should, we can go down that rabbit hole, it just might take. Yeah, that can that longer, serve this uh, whole episode of its own. Can I have a lot of thoughts on that? Yeah, I know, I know. But yeah, I does too. I does too. But yeah. Uh, you were talking about Reddit before I cut you. Oh off. no no! Like I don't really uh, hit up Reddit that much because not really productive. So at least like you know, <laughs> if I'm on Hacker News, like at least I'm getting like some technical knowledge. Yeah. But Reddit, I only like. I've like revamped my Reddit usage to only be to like technology or like technical like subreddits. So okay. yeah. Have any specific ones? Um, programming. Um, R slash programming. R slash Android. R slash web design. R slash web dev. And R slash design. And okay. sometimes R slash EmberJS. Ember.js. Oh, yeah, you're all over that Ember.js. Son, I'm drowning in the Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I mean, like, your Facebook profile speaks, like, not even speaks, shouts Ember.js. I shove it down people's throat, and I'm not ashamed of it in the slightest. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, what about you? What about sites that you visit on daily? Uh, me on a daily. So, essentially, my routine is, like, I get to work. First thing first, tech news. Um, I go to The Verge. Yep. Mainly because they used to have like my, my favorite uh, tech editors, uh, Nilay Patel, yeah. Jasper Topolsky. Those folks were like, back in the day, I used to follow them when they were, they were on Engadget. Yeah. And then they left Engadget, and then I followed them to The Verge. Uh, the Verge, although The Verge, the, like, it's, it's a pretty cool website. I don't like the quality. It's gone down, in my opinion. Well, no, it's not that it has gone down. They're taking a different direction. Right, so Nilay was talking about it. He was saying like, "Well, they're no longer trying to. They're not. They're not trying to focus on hardcore gadget news. Yeah. They're more trying to focus on culture pieces, which has been like a little bit disappointing to me personally because I went on and gadget say, okay, what's new in tech? Right yeah, exactly. Now? Like I don't like to 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 be personally honest. Like some of their pieces, they're cool. They're kind of funny. Like it's cool. It's like it's much more appealing now." the way it is mm -hmm. and i really i they have amazing video features if anything else like some of their pieces they might not have like the greatest writing every now and then but their video features are on point i think two days ago i was watching uh a piece they'd made they did on uh, an electric car that is actually that came to austin for uh this race thing called like the texas mile oh and the all-electric car, essentially, it's a 1968 Chevrolet Impala that broke 177 miles per hour. And that is, like, a record that was held since 1965 or something like that. So it was just, like, really cool to see, like, electrical engineering, car, everything. And the video piece was really well done. So The Verge is usually my go-to in the morning. Uh, at some point in the middle of the, the day... Or the week I, I check the four hour work week, because um, Tim Ferriss, Tim Ferriss is the dude. He's my dude. I like the guy. Yeah. Um, he's the dude who essentially the diet that we both followed, the slow carb yeah. diet. He's the one who wrote it, and that workout that we did uh, junior year. 
same deal. He's the one who, well, I found it on his blog by another author. So I did that one. And um, another piece, another website that I look at every now and then, um, the frequency of posting is not that high, but calnewport.com. Okay. Uh, he's a computer scientist who essentially has, a, he takes a philosophical approach to work and college ethics. He Like calnewport.com literally is the guy, like I followed every single thing he said about college. Absolutely. Like I did not, like if you were to give a guidebook on how to succeed in engineering in college, just go to that website, read the backlog, and absolutely you just, you're gonna fly through, amazingly. You know, it's not like he—he's the one who has an alternative to the 4.0 method. You remember that 4.0 method <laughs> they used to shove down our throats? The one that I did not do at all. Yeah. Well, like they were asking okay, for 4.0. <laughs> well, the thing is, like with the 4.0 method, like if I remember correctly, essentially with the amount of work you're putting in, there was no way you could fail. But you also did not have right? a life. Well, yeah, that's because you're doing everything possible that to get a 4.0, right? Because like literally, if I remember correctly, there, there was some sort of note taking, constant note taking yeah. all the time. You had to rewrite your notes at some point. You needed to read the book and take notes on the book. And when you're done taking notes in the book, summarize those notes in your binder. It was way too complicated. I was like, I can't do this. This is this is too much. Yeah. So to any one person who does not believe in the 4.0 method, uh, I would say calnewport.com is the way, it's the move, is the way to go. And he's also the guy that, the book I recommended to you. Um, so good they can't ignore oh, you. Oh, okay. I was like wondering why yeah. my name's not so familiar. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's the reason, that's the reason why. And whatnot. So, I, I like I like his stuff. He's a, he has a very good. I I like to think that we think the same, but he's probably way smarter than me. Yeah. So. Like also, um, you actually recommended me like uh, by talking about your favorite blogs and whatnot. You actually made me think of a blog that really helped me transform my way of thinking and looking at life. So this is one blog called Mark Manson. Is like, oh, yeah. yeah, I read his articles religiously junior year. Like, whenever I changed, like, my whole mindset about things and looking at things, I yeah. read his blog, like, every single week because that's whenever he was cranking out a lot. I even bought his book. His book's on my bookshelf. I still need to, like, yeah. finish reading it. But, um, yeah, it's really helped, actually. So... Dude, he, he's, been, uh, he's been putting out good uh, good writing. He's, days, yeah, he, man. I mean, not, not as often, but solid. Yeah. My favorite piece of his School shootings? is, uh, no, I didn't read that one. That was probably going to be super depressing. Yeah. So I was like, eh, not going to read that. But the one I read was, uh, the subtle art of not giving. Yeah. Advice. That's the one that really, remember uh, how like, uh, I like stopped caring. Like, well, like I took that whole, like, I really don't care mentality, like junior year onwards. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it was sort of because of him and his thinking. No, dude. The subtle art of not giving fuck. He has like a cat that's like walking away from a fire, an explosion. You know how yeah. like, in the movies, like the cool guys just like boom, boom, boom. He just had like a little cat, just, like, <laughs> yeah. just pawing away. It's ridiculous. But yeah, no, markmanson.net. Uh, it's also like a solid, solid place to go. Yeah. Um, 
his uh, his latest piece actually I read it two days ago. Um, he's he recommended like seven books that will essentially like change your mind or whatnot. I forgot which ones they were, but they were pretty interesting. I have like a whole backlog of books here that I have to read before I even like go to anyone else's recommendation. To Son, we've been over this with my Kindle library. Like I got a lot to get up. <laughs> Yeah. So wait, are you trying to? Are you are you doing anything specific to trying to go through those, or are you just like, one day you just push it off, just say one day I'll do it, one day. I'll Hopefully, do it. I'm hoping that I will start traveling more, like flying. So I take my Kindle with me on flights. So I've just been using like I yeah. rather than just like normally I just sleep on flights, but now I just like take my Kindle and read throughout the flights. That's mm-hmm. how I like started. I I got like a quarter of the way through the obstacles away. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So actually, I guess since talking, we're talking about like books now. I guess we can start talking books. about like that was a good segue into our next favorites. Like, yeah, dude, dude. Next favorite on books. <laughs> favorite books. Well, I'm just gonna talk about the most recent ones I've read. I'm a big nonfiction guy. Um, sorry, fiction lovers. I'm not. Let's just put it out there. I have not read Harry Potter series. Whoa! 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 Um. What else have I not read? I'm just trying to make sure that people know that I'm not very uh, literate in common uh, pop culture literature. In the but you also I have not read was... the Hunger Games. No, I haven't either. I've either. just seen the movies, so I haven't haven't read those. By the way, the latest don't don't watch the third movie that came out. She just shoots one arrow in the whole movie. Well, that's so boring. That's the only action that. Well, happens. spoiler alert! Like. <laughs> Well, I'm, I didn't spoil anything. Like, the only thing that Katniss does is shoot arrows. Like, yeah. if that's what you're going for, that she just shoots one arrow. You might have, after that, like, you can leave the movie. You'd be fine. Uh, but, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I didn't come here until, like, 06. So, like, every single time I tell people I didn't read Harry Potter, they're like, oh! And I'm like, eh. Yeah. I don't know. So, I'm a big nonfiction guy. The latest two books that have, like, absolutely um, changed my way of thinking about um, whatever I was dealing yeah. with over the summer and now is Ryan Holiday, The Obstacle is the Way. Absolutely great book. Uh, my two cents on the book is essentially, my summary on the book is that it's a modern-day stoic interpretation of philosophy. Okay. Right? Which is essentially is like how do you? It's like the if were like if anyone were to read philosophy, I would say like go with stoicism first. It's the most practical, deals with like every single day life, and some of the stories he chronicles in there like are very famous stories. For example, he talks about the story of how uh, Edison's um, factory got burned down and how his reaction was not like. Oh my God, my factory burned down. I ain't got nothing. He was more like, you know what? This is a good thing that I actually burned down because I needed to build one that's even bigger. Yeah. Essentially having the mentality of like, how do you solve the problem instead of like staying and, you know, and reminiscing about the wallowing in your situation. People exactly wallowing in the city. You know, dude. That book, sing- you remember Romeo versus the yeah. Real World? <laughs> that book single-handedly helped me just power through that. So for reference for anyone who's out there who doesn't know. Uh, so I said, um, 
from my graduation until the first uh, my first day of work, I essentially went through uh, a couple of events, such as like having to get a car loan, buying uh, finding an apartment, and I hit a couple of roadblocks, and there were quite uh, some of them were quite hilarious. So every single time we just message Ihai like. Yo, Ihai, check this out. Romeo versus the real world. Yeah. And it would just be like an account of almost astronomical uh, disaster and failure. Uh, the one story I'll say, for example, <clears throat> my employer, I had to email my employer, what, two weeks ahead of time that I had not done the mandatory drug test, which was needed for them to like disperse uh, to for them to like trigger the mechanism that would get me my laptop and get me set up with everything like HR and everything. So I had to email them two weeks ahead of time. They're like, "Oh my God, you're supposed you're supposed to have it done like three months ago. Uh, let's just make sure that you get it done." So that day, I had to stop everything. I was like doing research at Notre Dame. I had to stop whatever I was doing. I had to go do the drug test, inconveniencing my whole day. Just because someone out there had probably forgotten to send the email or something on those like my name was lost in the Irene. Hey, yo, better check yourself. (laughs) yourself, You don't want me to mention your middle name. I know, right? Yeah, let's keep that on the wraps, please. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so. Yeah, that's a good book. I've been reading it like you recommended me. I was like, I was avoiding it, but then. You know, I've been going through some Ehi versus the real world type stuff, and I've just been reading this book. I'm just like, huh, this is a very pragmatic way of looking at things. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I don't, I don't, like, that's the thing. I don't recommend books for nothing. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. But yeah, man. But yeah. Let me, I guess I can give you my my favorite book that changed how I interact with people. Like, because yeah. I was an asshole. Like, you know, freshman, sophomore year of college, I was a total, like, asshole. But after reading, huh? Yeah, you don't I know. Me. I mean, I still kind of am, but people still like me now, so I guess I'm doing something right. But if you read How to Win Friends and Influence People by, who is it? Not Andrew Carnegie, Dale Carnegie? Yeah, Dale Carnegie. Carnegie. You. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to put it out there. If if you're listening to this and you haven't read that book, it doesn't make sense. Right? It was like one of the first ever self-help book to be published in the U.S., I think so. It's old as hell. It's like... Oh, me. As a matter of fact, it's yeah. free. Like we can send you electronic copies are available. But no, no, no. You want to have you have to you want like physical copy of this book if you're reading it, because you want to take notes. Because like like I've annotated the shit out of my copy of the uh, book because um yeah. because there are things that like you read and there are passages where you, you want to mark you down and I write into like um so ex- for example it's like the certain scenarios of like having people. Or like um, of interacting with people, I can like, oh, I made I've made this mistake plenty of times, so I underline mm-hmm. I underline it and I like star and everything. You know, I take notes in the margins, just so I can reinforce the concepts in my mind. And also, it's one yeah. of those books that you can't just read once and be done with. Like, I'm actually overdue to go back for reinforcing the core concepts. But yeah. essentially, this book is really effective on changing how you interact with people. Like. Literally, after reading this book, I just made it turned me from being like a total jerk into like a very sociable and likable person. It made it easier for me to make friends, uh, new relationships, 
um, yeah. it expanded to all aspects of my life. And that book has really helped me out in the professional world because really you have to make friends and influence people in the professional world. It's in order to get, in order to get ahead too, you know? That book, yo, fun fact, that book was so effective. You know that Charles Manson, serial killer, read that book? And, and, he, and he used his concepts to get his victims. That's how effective that book is. <laughs> Wait, that's his. That's a claim to fame for a book. That's not a very good claim. To I mean, fame. Bill Clinton read it too. I believe was it Bill Clinton or was that's it like true. Franklin Roosevelt? I don't know. Uh, I think it's Franklin. Yeah. Maybe. No, but like no, I've, I've I've heard a lot about that book. I probably should just get myself a copy of that. Yeah, one. it's a real copy. I think I started reading. I started listening to an audio book of the of the. Of the an audio version of the book, and that just like kind of stalled and stopped. Yeah, but I'll probably I need to cop a real cop and just like read that over. Yeah, I'm probably gonna reread it. Once I was actually thinking about making an app to like for people to write about like the daily like you know there's so it has like the rules like um, calling somebody by their oh. name. Okay, and I need Google is calling somebody by their name like never getting their name. Um, Oh, so you're talking about like an app to um, remind you of the concepts on it. Yeah, and also like at the end of the day, just remind you like, hey, how'd you, uh, how did you uh, apply concepts from the book? So here you go. Um, phone time. Don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Give honest and sincere mm-hmm. appreciation. Arouse in the mm-hmm. other person eager want. So if you notice me, I don't know if you ever noticed like my. Well, you probably have never noticed my interactions for like job interviews but even networking right you got to give off like your energy yeah. this nice vibe people live off of me or i guess the reason why employers like me is because i bring a lot of energy mm-hmm. to the table if you bring a lot of energy and excitement about programming and software development people are gonna be like yeah. man it shows passion and it shows interest so you know Absolutely. and yeah let's see another way six ways to make people like you become genuinely interested in other people smile remember that person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language I'm so bad at names. I know. Be a good listener. Encourage others to talk about themselves. Talk in terms of the other person's interest. Make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. And dang, this is a lot. But these... Yeah, no, like, I think, like, we're going to post a link. Yeah, I'm going to post a link to the summary. But regardless, telling you, this is going to up, like, if you, after reading this book, you should up your, like, professional game. And also your relationship game, because they also helped me, like, in terms of, like, conversing with women and, like, talking with women. It helped me make things way easier because, like, you know, I'm socially awkward or I was socially awkward. I still slightly am. But, yeah. you know, it helps, like, just, like, get, it gives you, like, topics to talk about and, like, makes things more natural. And, like, the more you talk and the more confident you get, like, in your interactions with other people, it just trickles down to other areas of your life and... Highly recommend a book. Essentially, it just it just demystifies the whole like, quote unquote, networking and how to meet people. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I mean, at, at least that's what it sounds like from your. Description. Yeah, so that's that is a must read for anybody. Like, I don't care what you do or whatever your like <laughs> role is, you have to read that book because it will up your professional game. It'll make you stand out. It'll make you a better person. And if you're currently listening, even if you're a CEO. You better be. You better like go back and revisit that book. Hopefully, there's a CEO out there who's listening. If you are, just ping us at two. <laughs> just we just want to know. But yeah, 
Uh, I guess so. My personal second recommendation is uh, again Cal Newport. We mentioned it earlier. So good they can't ignore you. And one of the reasons why it's one of my personal favorites is just that it kind it kind of challenges the whole mantra of like find your passion, then work. Like, find your passion, then do your work. Right? Because like his point of view in that book, he just said like it's the one thing that the passion narrative that's out there that is like oh my god you need to do something that you love and whatnot it just it predisposes you to think that there's something out there that you love how to do but you don't know it yet right it's it's essentially saying hey you don't know your passion yet so you need to think about it and it just essentially kind of flips that on its head and say listen instead of just thinking about thinking about your passion you should essentially go about it by trial and error yeah right you essentially you choose something that you're interested in not necessarily that you like the most for example i'm interested in design electrical engineering um interested in languages yep. interested in i'm interested in any what else am i interested in this is you odd. say design engineering yeah. languages like design engineering languages Chefing? I think those, oh, cooking. Yeah, I'm also interested in cooking, watching TV, baking, like making music. Although I never tried it. Like every now and then I have like ideas about mixes and whatnot. I miss making music. Drawing animes, drawing anime. And the thing is like what what the book says. So instead of like me trying to think about which one of those is my passion, the idea is, well, pick one that you're most interested in. And truly apply yourself to become really good. And one of the things that it helped me deal with was the, like how I went to work and I was like, well, this is now what I thought electrical engineering was going to be about. And then through that book, I just, after I read it, I was like, maybe I'm thinking about this the whole wrong way. What if I said, okay, for a year, I'm just going to go about it this way and just think, okay, what does it take to become a good systems engineer? Right. What does it take to? What does it mean to write good test procedures? What does it mean to write good test cases? And like the fact that having that simple mental switch is just helping me not only be more productive at work, but it's also helping me just recognize more of the different opportunities and learning things about test cases, test procedures, and system design that I never that I never considered mm-hmm. before. So just having Essentially, just having a mental flip around of like, instead of just being, uh, have a passion, then work to just then do work. What if you did test out the work and see if it's a, and see if it can become a passion. So his argument is just saying, you don't have a predisposed passion unless you're like, you were seven years old and you discovered you're like, you're a virtuoso, but that's not the average. That's the exception. Mm -hmm to the role so Cal Newport so good they can't ignore you uh, I read it once actually I read it in two days when I picked it up it was I was like seriously fascinated so I probably I want to pick it up again uh, one of these days just to, to just to reread it and see if I just got the con- the concepts down pat for show yeah I think I may have yeah I have to give that book a read as well um don't know if I bought it yet or not. I probably have, but 
it's lost in my endless sea of books. But yeah, definitely. I'm all about the self-help books because like, I don't know, I used to like rag on them. But at the same time, they offer valid advice that make you into a better person. You see, let me let me um, let me just give you this point. Yes, yeah, self-help books are good. But what I would tell you, always pick the ad ones out. Like the ones that are like going against everything that that section is saying. Mm-hmm. Right? So, for example, like the So Good They Can't Ignore You, I could have gone and bought like, oh, find your passion and do what If you don't get that is, cliche like that. nonsense out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, so, the two, so I would say like if you get any self-help book, I would say avoid the cliches unless it's like a tried and true like how to win friends and influence people, I would say go for the one that's essentially trying to stand out of the crowd by giving the opposing viewpoint. Because what usually happened in those book is that they have, since they're going against the grain, they have to prove that they understand the previous point. So you get a summary of whatever everyone else is saying, and they have to explain themselves as to why they're taking that other point mm-hmm. of view. So you get both sides and you get to choose where you lie on the continuum of uh, of their expression. So, for example, so good they can't ignore you. One of the things he talks about was uh, a survey that determines the passion of the students. He gave uh, the survey that he mentioned was given at a Canadian university and 70 percent of the students. The survey determined that their passion was hockey. <laughs> but here's the thing. The true nature of it is not everyone is going to become an international hockey player, right? That, that mm-hmm. all of them was going to make it to an NHL. And like that just one tidbit, it was like, well, he may not be like some of them. Maybe their the true passion is being hockey players, but not all of them can be hockey players, which means that the simple argument that find your passion, then get good at it is not necessarily right. So if you're going for like self-help book, just go for the one that kind of stands out unless it's a tried and true book, like how to win friends and influence people. For sure. For sure. Um, I think another book that is really important, especially for new college grads, young adults, or even, um, you know, older adults, um, I will teach you to be rich, personal finance, very important oh, book because yeah. I did not know Jack Squat about what a 401k was, Roth IRA. They don't teach us <laughs> these things. I'm an engineer, not a freaking business school like <laughs> student. Well, technically, what, what ends up happening, like I think they had a couple of those sessions literally near the end of the year. I remember seeing like a poster of it in La Fun about like, oh, finance and graduation. And I think I walked in the business school and there was a whole pamphlet about taxes. I was like, well, this is now that I see, like they have that information available, but they're just not very good at advertising it to students. Granted, it's like near the end of the year. I don't think, think we're in yeah, the mood exactly. for It's ready like GTFO, stuff. like, yeah. Exactly. But dude. like, but yeah, no. no, but that book had really already like helped me like, you know, or I know you read the book as well, like automate like your personal finance. I only read like chapter one. Really, you only need the first couple of chapters, and then the rest. Of it. <laughs> the like, first, 
the first two chapters is all you need for like the first what six yep. months of your. Of you yeah, got my account. like I got my credit card bill automated, uh, automatic deposits into my savings account, four hundred one k. I have an investment account that I have as well that I have money deposit into every single month, and yeah, pretty much all my bills are on auto pay, so I don't really have to worry about that. You know, it's really good when you have your bills on auto pay. You wake up in the morning, you look at your emails like your bill has been paid. I'm like. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, good. exactly. But yeah, know. I will teach you to be rich. I forgot what the guy's name is. Uh, Ramit Sethi. Yeah, him. Ramit Sethi. Good dude. Dude graduated from Stanford with a business degree. So I would say he's not just pulling tricks out of his dear yeah. to be very clean. I'm yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But uh, no, good, good thing that you brought up. I'll teach you to be rich, actually. Um, I bought... A physical copy just recently because he had two his uh, free chapter were online so I just read those two before getting a physical copy I'm thinking about getting to stepping up my investment game get that Roth IRA baby yeah. exactly um, I was gonna say I was blanking on something it's gone yeah nah, don't know <laughs> but uh but no, but, he actually helped me uh, decide about my credit card as well, you know? Like, I got my uh, nice Chase Freedom. Oh, yeah. I was just deciding between that and Starwood Preferred Guest. But, yo, these reward points are pretty dope. I got, like, $116 just from, like, spending money. <laughs> so that's always nice. Yeah, no, dude. The reward, the reward points are, are pretty good. I would, I would say that there. As I told you, I use it as my new book fund. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking about doing the same thing, but I'm planning on traveling, so... I mean, dude, like, you could, here's the thing, well, I have a gripe with traveling lately, I've been philosophizing about traveling, just to, like, sidestep the whole favorite conversation a little bit, so, like, I don't know, man, like, there's this whole fan, like, this recent generation, that means us, millennials, like, you know, <laughs> millennials, let's just call us what we are, God, I hate that word so much. There, there's this whole, there's this whole fantasizing uh, about traveling, yeah. right? And to be honest, Ihai, just tell me, like, what, what what's the whole deal with that? I don't know, man. Listen, like, you know, I remember there was some joke whatever. It's just like, you know, you know, you like your friend didn't study abroad until they like, or they didn't volunteer abroad. But they don't have a Facebook profile picture with like an African child. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't like, know. Like, it's weird because like we live in a social media age, right? So like people want to travel and make themselves seem more interesting. Some people actually have a true appreciation for like cultures and wanting to learn more. That's yeah. a very valid thing as well. But I just hear people that like, you know, tra- I don't know. It seems something sort of like, I don't know if Bane's the right word or just like, I wouldn't say vain. People are seeking excitement. The excitement that's brought about by having new experiences. Yeah, and that's that's that's, that's fine right. and dandy, but like, I don't know. I like traveling, don't get me wrong. Uh, it's been a while since I've been out of the country. Last time I went was uh, to Nigeria back in the fifth grade, yeah. but like, I don't know. Like, traveling's nice, and it's good seeing other, like, countries and cities. Like, Especially as like a designer and a creative, it's good seeing like other architecture, just you know, having, just having getting yeah, inspired yeah. by your surroundings. Yeah, I agree. No, the, the reason why I was asking because like um, I have says like some people I know what they do in order to travel. Like 
they get super stingy. Oh, I'm like, see, no, 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 no. I'm not about life. I'm like, why, why, why are you trying to travel so much to the point that your daily, your daily life is is being affected? Like, I know how much you make. You should not be eating ramen at lunch. See, doing the most. Like, the thing is, and that's another reason why I need. I will teach you to be rich because it lets you teach you how you should save to have that nice trip. Like at the end of the year. You know, but like, I feel you on that. Like, you shouldn't be like, you know, starving yourself or like, you shouldn't be taking away from your day to day quality of life in order to save up for travel, especially if you're an engineer. Like, let's be honest, guys, like our salaries are pretty much, yeah, pretty pretty good. good. And they're also the average tech engineer's uh, salary, especially in Silicon Valley, is like more than double like a median family income. Technically, they're also paying rent at two thousand dollars. Actually, you think no? Let me tell you about this. My buddy actually was just looking for a new uh, crib, and he was in San Jose. He's like two bedroom apartment, thirty two hundred dollars a month. (laughs) Three bedroom apartment, thirty six hundred dollars a month. I'm just like, meanwhile, my black tail is here in Austin, enjoying my nice, spacious one bedroom apartment for twelve hundred dollars a month. And I'm doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I California. Know. Uh. I know. Yeah. No, I mean, I was I was like thinking about, I was fantasizing about the valley uh, once I got my job offer. Then I looked into cost of living and I was like, my chest. Nope, <laughs> not going to that. Not about to lose all my paycheck to Valley is overrated, man. Like people don't take factors into consideration. High taxes, high cost of living. Um, yep. I, the reason I chose Austin, the main driving factor was low cost of living in addition to um, no state income tax, which is really nice. And great yeah. food scene. Austin's on the come up as a tech city. Um, lots of, it's actually a pretty big tech city. And like you know, with South by we we just had, we went out. You were here for um in town visiting. No, I know. I, I remember. I remember the things that happened. Met at people South from by. Dropbox. Met a Facebook guy, like Dude, a Facebook sales guy that spilled Dude. a drink on me because he was drunk off his tail. <laughs> that was fun. Lady from Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation standing in line for the bar. A lady sure. from a tech recruiting or like a headhunter from like a local tech recruiting firm found me. Yeah. It's cool. It was dope. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Austin Austin's a pretty good city. But yeah, no, so back onto the whole travel topic. I don't know. I just I, I personally feel like people are over romanticizing this whole travel thing. And yeah. As as a whole young and folks, we should rethink uh how much what exactly we're traveling. Exactly, for yeah. And why we're doing it. It was just, just to see thought. the world. But nah. <laughs> Dude, you got I mean, no, I'm, I have nothing against traveling, but like, I would say don't flying do is it. tiring. Like, I was like flying around for interviews. Dude, flying and drive both. Flying travel and is exhausting, and I don't want to be about that life, especially across countries. Like, uh, uh-uh, between countries, tiring. Yeah, but it's all cool. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. I still think that somebody you should at least try to travel once a year somewhere. Get out of your state. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I'm I'm not saying like don't travel at all. All I'm saying is do not lower do not lower your daily life, your daily lifestyle in order. Like my per, I'm I'm not gonna give directives for people to do. So my personal belief is that when I travel, rule number one, I ball out. Hey, I just I take out my credit card, I go to Chicago, <laughs> swipe, swipe, swipe. 
and I deal with the consequences yep. later. So what I do, I buffer, I buffer with my savings. I'm like, went to Chicago, spent X amount of money. Let me pay that. Yep. I don't go to Chicago and I'm like, no, 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 no. Let me save here and there. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm here. I'm traveling. I want to have fun. Let's buy. That's how, and like, that's how it is. Yeah, I agree. I'm the same way. Like, you know, whenever you can, or even whenever I have friends come to visit me, right? I'm not going to be stingy and be like, oh man, friends are in town. Let me like, oh, take them to this cheap spot. That's the most economic. Yeah, world. nah, yo, you just. Let's go to You have Subway. to have a good time. You have to learn how to enjoy yourself and enjoy the small things because you don't know when the next time you're going to be in that city is, right? True. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But now back on to favorites. After hey, this no, uh, I mean, that's the whole purpose of the podcast, man. Like, No, no, I agree. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to bring it back to favorites because we can, t- we can talk about travels and the things that I like and I don't like and our philosophies about yeah. traveling and whatnot, but I'm just trying to bring it back to favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the next thing we talked about sites, books. I think the next thing we we're gonna do was uh, movies, yep. right? Geo Dreams of Sushi. Well, okay. I also have that one down, but why do? you Because like it? it just shows about like you know somebody about becoming. So before I watched that movie, you know, I wasn't really striving to improve as much as I could. You know, yeah. I was going through the motions, essentially. I mean, kind of. I was kind of, like, striving to improve, right? Because, you know, during Notre Dame, my GPA was probably, like, the lowest out of our friend group. But, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I'm still. You don't say, huh? You hey, man, I'm still say. stacking these checks. But, like, um, but still, like, you know, True. I started programming, like, outside the classroom, just not for class assignments. Because, you know, once you start learning these new technologies and these new problems, like, it just I just fell in love with it and got addicted like crack cocaine. But Jiro Dreams of Sushi yeah. sort of, like, shows how, like, I guess sort of the rewards you can get from, like, being very serious about you, what you're passionate about and becoming a master at it, not just going through the daily I mean, motions. So here's, here's what, here's what my, my take on, on Jiro Dreams of Sushi. It's, it's, it's a very similar take. But... I've I've watched first of all I've watched that movie like three four times. I've only watched it twice. To yeah. Think about it. And one of the so like they're very subtle things that just go through that are just mentioned every now and then, and if you don't pay attention to them, you're just like, oh my gosh, beautiful sushi. But so the first thing is that sushi essentially just to reinforce my point of like he did not wake up and say, oh my gosh, I want to make sushi for the rest of my life. No, he was an apprentice because that that was the thing. That's the only thing he could do. And he essentially did that every single day for since he was, I don't know, 18 years old until his now past his yeah. 80s. Every single day, he goes out and constantly, not only just repeats the same routine but he's he's essentially doing the same thing every single mm-hmm. day and never gets he never gets bored of it which brings to question like why is it that we seek excitement and uh you know promotions and all that stuff if you can just derive life's enjoyment and fulfillment from just doing the same thing every day it just brings to question like why are we trying always trying to like get the promotions? 
what if you just got stuck at the same job doing the same thing but got absurdly so good that you enjoy doing it yeah right and one of the other things that also amazes me in that movie is I think there's there's like so many quotes in that movie that I that I just watched the movie just to be able to hear it over and over again but the way he essentially he also he forced his son yeah to do the same to do the same uh to do the same things as he did which I don't yeah. know if that would that's what I know so just, that's some African dad yeah. is right there <laughs> yeah straight up listen son you're gonna be an my dad keeps on asking me hi Chuku when are you going to go and get your master's degree I'm like dad I have two bachelor's degrees he's like hi Chuku but what about just just two, one more just one more I'm just like <laughs> I'm done I'm done <laughs> I mean, dude, I don't know. I'm currently getting a master's degree. I don't, I don't know. It's yeah. Eh. It's but now, if you haven't watched Jiro Jeans of Sushi, first I want you to go to the bathroom and look in the mirror and question why you haven't watched that movie while staring at yourself. Then you're gonna go on to Netflix Zero. one or borrow your friend's Netflix account. Like you know, Romeo actually uses my Netflix account. <laughs> Well, way, way to put out by your dirty laundry secret. You know, next time you reveal something else, like Irene, I'm going to put your Netflix username out there for everyone else to use. That's fine. G. Trying to put me out <laughs> like that. I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, Romeo's a freeloader. I mean, He'd be using I my I mean, Netflix. I use my boy Ricky's uh, Crunchyroll account because, yeah. There you go. But, nah, then you go on. It's on Netflix, so there's no real reason for you not to watch it. It's a really insightful movie. It'll really help you take a new look and perspective at life. Absolutely. No, Geo Dream of Sushi, hands down. It's, it's a very interesting look, interpretation of what would my life look it, if I was like in manual labor. Yeah. That would be, that would be like, I would, I would totally be one of, I would totally want to be Jiro. Yeah. Be a G. Be a G. Jiro, hero, not a zero. Yeah. Uh, so what's the what's your next movie? My ne- to be quite honest, that's really the only one. Cause like, I, I mean, what? like I don't know. What was that one movie? Um, Dave Chappelle, uh, not Dave Chappelle, <laughs> Denzel Washington, Man on Fire. Ooh, I haven't seen that one. What's that? About? Uh, Man on Fire. Some Dave Chappelle. Or not? Why are you giving me saying Dave Chappelle? I still got Dave in my mind from Thursday. Um, Denzel. Yeah. Um, is I think he's. Trying to remember. Oh, right. He's like a bodyguard to some girl that gets kidnapped or whatever, and he has protector. Yada yada yada. Lots of action packed. Very high like drama pace. It's a really good film, and like it's sort of there's a deeper layers to it that I can't really go into details because I can't recall like the finer details of the movie. Probably should rewatch it, but it's a really good movie. I'm a huge Denzel fan, to be honest. What? And uh, one movie I like watched. I didn't understand why people hyped up so much was Do the Right Thing by, like, a Spike Lee movie. I, I watched it, man. I, like, first time, well, I watched it twice. First time I watched it, I fell asleep watching it. <laughs> but, like, I can get, yeah. like, the, like, um, just sort of, like, the intricate layers of it, like, a bit, especially, like, the commentary around race relations in, like, New York in the yeah. 90s and all that. You know, it had, like, very, like, 90s-esque, like, you know, <laughs> haircuts. Spike yeah, Lee You movie. know, Spike Lee's out there, but... I don't know. 
couldn't really get behind that. Everybody like really hyped it up. I was just like, this is lame. I don't know. I don't think I've I've seen the Spike Lee movie personally. Spike's kind of a I mean, dick. <laughs> Part of my friends, but he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> like he's not a nice person. I don't know. I I haven't seen his work or read about him personally. I don't know. It's just like I just know that he was upset about the Django movie, and people just retorted him like, "Well, it's a movie." about runaway slaves of course it's going to be a lot of n-word you might as well get mad at 12 years a slave like <laughs> maybe he got i've yet to watch that movie like the thing i'm, I'm not trying to have my heart strings tugged at mm. you know like 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 hunter watched it and he's like i cried my eyes out i'm just like i'm not watching it <laughs> yeah no i mean i'm not a big fan of crying my eyes out uh for me my second movie is 500 days of summer have you seen is that, that the one that Adam Sandler? Uh, no. Do not put Adam Sandler in this movie. Dude, that would be like... What's the, the one that... No, that's Fifty First Dates. My bad. That, yeah, that's Fifty First Dates. This is 500 Days of Summer is uh, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levi, the kid who got married and every girl like cried secretly in their bathroom about was, it. While yeah, Levi, Le- Levi. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. The Batman Robin uh, in right, 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 right. Yeah, and uh, Zoe Deschanel. I have I seen this movie. Is it chick flick? Oh, it's such. A oh, chick flick. dude. Speaking of chick flicks, you can, I'm gonna let you finish, but I'm gonna go on my rant with <laughs> oh. a notebook. I'm going to go. On, so that is actually my second favorite movie. I just remembered. I can quote that movie line for line. <laughs> <laughs> what? So hi, please. Oh. go ahead. The notebook. What do you have to say about the notebook? To any of my like male listeners out there or anybody like looking for like a date idea or anything, I'm telling you, if you like the notebook and you like tell like any woman that you're interested in a notebook, most of the time they're gonna be like, Oh my god, really? I love that movie. Like it's like just the most romantic movie out there, you know? Like she forgets him, but he doesn't like give up on her, you know? Like most people would give up in that type of situation. And, you know, it's cool how I play between, like, the present and the past with the flashbacks and how the story's told. And I am totally rolling my Oh, man. And, like, what else happened? What else happened? It's just, I, I have photos. Uh, it has a happy yeah, ending, happy end. Yeah, they died together. Spoiler alert. Um, but she remembers <laughs> him, and they die in, in each other's arms. Romantic ending. But really good movie. Fun oh, fact. Gosh, Nicholas Sparks good. went to Notre Dame, and he was a track... He was, he was on the track team, dude. He set a record on the track team. You gotta be Son, kidding me! I'm just the dude who's writing almost every single like love story in of America on screen. You think is... a socially awkward dude like that would not have gone to Notre Dame? <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know him personally, so I'm not gonna call him socially. I don't, awkward, no, no, I'm just saying like, I'm just like... saying like, true Notre Dame like <laughs> demographic. Let's not go there. Uh, so. After pulling your Kanye move, now I'm five hundred days finish. of summer. Sorry, I just had I just got five hundred days of summer is exactly somewhat almost the complete opposite of the Notebook because, uh, spoiler alert, it does not it does not have a happy ending. It's a happy ending ish, right? And the main reason why I like it, I'm gonna try to give like a summary without telling exactly what happens. It's essentially a love story between the guy and the girl and what ends up happening the way the director cut it is that he always 
he juxtaposed like the great moments of the relationships with the worst moments of the relationship. So essentially you go like 15 minutes of how they met, Mm -hmm. right? And then you go to 15 minutes of how they were about to break up or their first fight, 15 minutes of their first dinner, 15 minutes of their last dinner. And essentially, so it keeps, it essentially keeps you between a tug and poem. Like, wait, what happens? Why am I going flash? Why am I flashing forward? Why am I flashing backwards? Mm -hmm. And essentially like the whole point of the movie, at least to me, is just that it kind of de-romanticized the whole like uh, happy ending in the sense of like everything just works really well and there's no struggle. It just shows you. It's like one of the most decent depiction of like at least for my understanding of like what a romantic, what a relationship is like and the kind of things you go through. Mm-hmm. So it's not like over. It's not like a good. Like, hey, you meet, and then you fight, and then you meet again, and then happy ending. No, it's like, meet, fight, meet, fight, meet, fight, meet, fight, yeah. meet, fight. And for that reason, I I would watch that movie any 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 day, any time. I think one, uh, one of the first lines, uh, he calls, uh, he's just said, like, oh, this movie d- does not bear any resemblance to any particular person in real life especially you jenny comma (laughs) i was like wait who is this jenny girl so i don't know oh jenny's 500 days of summer (laughs) (laughs) we'll let we'll let that one roll with those throw shade yeah no 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 shade throwing (laughs) but yeah uh any other favorite oh of course I forgot websites. We did mention YouTube. I don't use YouTube that much, to be quite honest. I don't have the attention span for watching videos, uh, son. Like, if you haven't noticed, whenever I do tutorials, I always look for text, like written tutorials. I don't ever do YouTube. Dude, they have one of like my favorite uh, tech series. On MKBHD, MB. No, no, like, uh, MKBHD does like reviews and whatnot. Like, he's a he's a cool MBKHD. Dude. I don't remember what it is. MKBHD. Yeah, I get Marcus Brownlee. At some point, we should try to hit him up and just like, yo, Marcus, what up? You, you uh, trying to get in on this? <laughs> you trying to get in on this? Or Adding not? him to that list. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll add him. Uh, but uh, Small Empires, dude. Oh, Reddit. Series. Yeah, Reddit co- uh, founder Alex Ohanian. And if, if anyone wants to like just hear stories of startups and how of the different startups out there just to like just hear their stories different struggle they're going through but uh i'm looking at 500 summer no small empires it's a pretty good series out there each episode is about 20 minutes really well done it was done in partnership with the verge which i feel like they're trying to be more like a video website than a tech site well a tech site about video a video text site yeah i don't know but uh, and dude, I don't understand why you don't like YouTube. I find my favorite stuff on YouTube. Favorite comedians, Jimmy Fallon lip sync battles. All I that mean, stuff, man. I mean, it depends on my mood or what I'm doing. Generally, like if I want to like waste time, I just go to Twitter and read tweets. Or, but most of the time, I find myself like just reading something. I don't like watching video because, like, you know, I use two monitors. Like, right? So I can, like, read something 
and like also redirect my attention back to like whatever I'm doing. But with like YouTube, I have to dedicate my full like time to like watching said video. Yes, exactly. You just pause everything you're doing and then you just. Ain't nobody got time for that. I'm just, I'm just a fan of like just doing one thing at a time and just chilling, watching the vids. I don't know. I believe there's a lot of like stupid stuff on YouTube. Absolutely. But there's more than plenty of educational stuff out there on YouTube. So if you, if you, if you search, you shall find it. I watch a lot of MRJS videos on YouTube. Those are really interesting. Cause I actually learn a lot because of new ways, test driven development using MRJS. That guy blew my mind. Uh, I watched a tutorial on EmberJS from EmberConf on a- adding animations using the Liquid Fire library on YouTube. And I, it blew my mind so much that I went and used that same library in my application, my barbershop application. You see? You see? Now, now you said like you didn't, you didn't like YouTube. What are you talking about, E? What are you Son, that's still about? technical, though. That's the thing. I only use it for technical content. I can't use it for like... That's still being productive. Behind is hating. Listen, guys, all of y'all should go watch YouTube videos, have fun, laugh, and have a giggle. I'm just saying. I'm more. I'm more of a do less kind of yeah. guy. You're more like do do the most or more. I'm like, eh. I don't know. I guess it's a whole different philosophy of like working constantly. Yeah. Not a fan. Anyway, I think we we ran out of. We just, uh, yeah, I think we did pretty well. Yeah. Think anything else that comes to mind? Nah, fam. But that was a good conversation. Good, good call on the yes, topic of the day. Hey, listen, I do what I can. I does, I do what I can. Was either that or we're gonna talk about Nigel Nigel boys. boys. <laughs> so, Yahoo boys more specifically. So yeah. I think this one. Was yeah, better. but yo, thanks for y'all, or thanks to y'all for listening once again. Hope y'all enjoyed it. You know, subscribe, like. The email box has been sort of empty, so if you can actually like hit us up, that'd be nice too. On another note, actually more productive, subscribes on iTunes because we're not oh yeah, legit, well, yeah, right? we're on iTunes now. So if you search Two Black Nerds," you can find us uh, on there. I know a lot of you guys have Apple devices. I see you. Yeah, Apple people. My next phone may be an maybe an iPhone six, so I'm not even gonna trip. That's a topic yeah. for, another, for a whole another yep. podcast because I I even about to go there, G. Let's see. Well, I'll anyway. put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> so, anywho, so hit us up on iTunes um, at Two Black Nerds on Twitter. I am at Queer Romeo K W I R O M E O on Twitter, and he is at Kuchu K W U C H U. And so, till next time. Have a good week. Peace. Peace out.